Sometimes we are the champions. Sometimes we are awful. Hey, podcast listener, even if you are alone in your entrepreneurial pursuit, know that today, right now in your earbuds, you are joined by thousands of entrepreneurs all around the globe seeking to do the same thing you are. If you want to know more about this program or this podcast or want to get barraged by a lot of annoying pop-ups, check out our website, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Yeah, buddy, it's Thursday morning. That means it's time for another Lifestyle Business Podcast on Twitter with the hashtag LBP. Today, I'm joined by my role dog, my co-hostess, with the Moses, a man who here in the Republic of the Philippines is commonly renowned for his personality. Ooh. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good distinction. If you guys stick around to the end of the show, Ian and I are going to share with you one of our favorite new online resources. We've really been digging deep into this one. It's a great new blog, specifically tailored for Super Ballers. Super Ballers, like Scotty Pippen when he was winning <laughs> championship. All right, let's focus on the shouts and the news. Today we got a bunch of news items. Somebody today was asking me on the boat, Ian, what is the number one thing that allows us to make a good podcast? First of all, this is the boat that we were stuck on for two and a half hours that was only supposed to be an hour that was uh, that yeah. started with... Go uh, back and go back yeah, to the yeah. whole story. It was a flood and then missing the summer marketing mashup and Typhoon in Manila. And I didn't even sleep last night because I was scared that the, our building was going to fall down. Right, so a three-hour trip to Puerto Galero, where we are right now. And I'm not concerned about me or yours well-being. I'm concerned that the 15 people here at the Tropical MBA think that we're huge nutbags and being irresponsible with their lives. Yes, but they're all here. They all seem pretty happy. A couple of them have already gone to bed. (laughs) But the point is, and this is the turning pro point, is that we're sitting here, we're tired, but we're still going to try to do something. We're going to talk about what's going on in our business. We're going to do a podcast. That's That's what we do. We're podcasters. Anyway, enough whining about having to do a podcast. This is this is a very high quality problem. Yeah, really. Is. <laughs> Remember when you had to do real work? No, like a shovel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything like that? Right, right. Okay. All right. Uh, let's talk really quickly about uh, Matt Matt Kowalik's opportunity. Right. So uh, Matt Kowalik, good buddy of ours, came out to the Tropical NBA last time. Uh, Always uh, helping known, us out. This guy is super, super legit. Yeah. Matt's lived in Shenzhen for eight years. Uh, he does uh, mainly textile manufacturing, but he's done a lot of different sourcing over the years. We've known Matt for several years now. Uh, so Matt has decided to uh, hire someone to help him run his business. And I think this is just an amazing opportunity. Matt is one of these rare guys. Uh, he's from Michigan, I think, but he moved to Shenzhen eight years ago. He knows the language. His business partner knows and the language. And eight years ago gives the wrong impression. He's a young dude. Yeah. Young hustler. Yeah, but he's totally committed to China. He's one of these so guys. So what's the deal? What, why are we even bringing this guy up? Well, why are we kissing his, I'm kissing his buns Matt up. for a I minute? I think he's the cat's pajamas. But yeah, here's he the is. thing. Matt is offering a very unique uh, opportunity in China. This is something that I would have crushed for when I first got out of school. Basically, they need somebody to help them with their online presence. Their business is high capping. They do high quality textile manufacturing. They do do some other manufacturing too, but he needs somebody that's going to be an internet marketer. He needs somebody that's going to push his brand forward, somebody that's going to go with him on factory visits. Well, you, me, and everybody else in the neighborhood, Matt. So what is what is our good buddy willing to offer? Well, I think Matt's got a pretty sweet setup here in Shenzhen. All right, all right. Lay yeah. it on me. So he's got a uh, nice condo that he's willing to uh, share with uh, this the yeah. right person in it's Shenzhen. Nice. 
And uh, he told me, like, sometimes he gets lost in his own house. That's how big and nice All right, so a big house, number one. Number two, uh, he's willing to cook for you. He's willing to feed you. He's willing to do your laundry. And he's also, at the end of this internship, we'll call it, willing to maybe sign you on full time. All right, and is there any compensation involved here? Uh, I'm not sure. What we're going to do is, uh, I'm not sure the exact number. I think it's going to actually depend on the uh, candidate. So what we're going to do is we're going to link up to Matt his company and the offer, and then you guys can just funnel straight to Matt. All right, and this is one of those opportunities that we talk about the future of work, the future of entrepreneurship. The way to become an entrepreneur yourself is to go become an apprentice. You know, that's one of my predictions for the next five years. Apprenticeship is back in a big way, baby. You know, if you wanna learn how to do this stuff firsthand, Matt's a guy who went to China eight years, cut his teeth, build a business from scratch, and we believe in him so much that he's. we've invited him back here to the Tropical MBA to help teach our new class of guys. I mean, this guy is totally legit. Yeah, he's going to be down here in two days, and we're going to speak on manufacturing. If you guys are interested in manufacturing in China, this is really your in. All right, and internet marketing. Yes. And internet marketing. All right, so we just got back from Bangkok a few days ago. We sort of fell in love, not with each other, but with a, a new city, as we do, as you do. We're in, already in love. It's a little bit deeper in love in Bangkok, though. I'd say. I'd say it's crazy place where anything's possible. And it's 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 really an amazing place to hang out. Bangkok? I mean, this is nothing new, right? Yeah, it's a, well, it's it's new for us, I think, because we did a little bit more exploring. Yeah. Uh, but Bangkok is a first-rate city. You know, it's got everything you could want, including delicious Indian food, which I happen to be addicted to. So, what's the reason we were in Bangkok? Uh, the reason is the uh, Dynamite Circle Global Meetup, and. I guess, you know, I, I think I told the story, but I've been walk, I've been doing a lot of traveling for the last two months. I've been full-time on the road, and people have been coming up to me, and I've been hearing on other podcasts, and everybody's been saying, I can't wait to see so-and-so in October. I'm so looking forward to the meetup in October. And I heard this so many times, and I'm thinking, man, we got to go do this thing right. So we actually, we changed our plans. You know, we didn't go to Cambodia. We didn't stay longer in Vietnam. We decided to go the whole way to Thailand, the whole way, in order to in order to do this thing right. And we're going to do it right, man. We're staying at the Aloft. We've got an incredible collaborative workspace where we're going to have presentations and keynote speakers. And I mean, it's going to be an amazing time for a lot of us, the inner circle of the LBP listeners, so to speak, all the ballers, all the people that are, you know, really out there making it happen to get together and to have an amazing time. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait either. Uh, we selected the venue, like you said, you just gave away. My, I'm the big sorry. secret. We're staying at the A Loft in my, Bangkok. My, my like excitement level is just really. I guess when we like, it seemed like a lot of work, and so I was procrastinating for a little bit, you know. And now I'm just, I can't wait to go to this thing. Now that we have it all laid out and everything. So, but the reason that we're bringing it up now is, you know, this is available for DC members. Obviously, this is, you know for people who are serious about location independent entrepreneurship. That's it. This isn't this isn't for people who are thinking about maybe making a life change. This isn't for people to think that none of that. If you're serious about location independent entrepreneurship, this is hands down the premier event in Asia this year. You should join the Diamond Circle. And you should try to come to this event. Period. Absolutely. All right. What's our next thing? Oh yeah, we got this incredible shout. Eric Foster, one of my favorite LBP listeners sent us, uh, he said, I'm down at the local store picking up a few things, listening to the TTR, Tropical Talk Radio. Now, just to uh, circle back here a little bit, Eric Foster is also the Booyah Taco Bell sauce guy. So he's the guy that took a picture of himself holding up the Taco Bell sauce not too long ago. When in the laundry soap aisle, our hero, Eric, was, <laughs> was 
was faced with a decision whether to go with mountain rain or tropical passion. What do you think he picked, Dan? I think he asked himself, what would Dan and Ian do? <laughs> so anyways, Eric, man, thanks so much for the, <laughs> for the awesome picture. Eric, I'm going to publicly egg you on. This is a perfect role, I think, for you. If you continue to take pictures of yourself next to things that relate to our brand, we will continue to talk about you. I promise you, sir. Let's get moving on to this week's meat and potatoes. Today, we are going to be a little bit, a lot bit self-effacing. We're going to talk about four things that we did wrong this week. You know, sometimes I feel like, you know, I was talking with my good buddy, Joe Magnotti the other day. Joe Hot Money Magnotti. Hot Money Magnotti. And he was, we were talking about how in, in many ways, entrepreneurship is boring. I was watching a great video from Chet Holmes, the author of The Ultimate Sales Machine the other day. What? That's right. Boring. That's right. Oh, you know. And, and he said, the key to your success is repetition. This is a theme that keeps coming up. It comes up in Turning Pro again. And in a lot of ways, I think people might get the wrong impression. You know, of course, we went to... Uh, now, you know, it's a, double-edged, it's a double-sided thing, right? I mean, we've been to five different, six different countries in the last few months. It's been pretty amazing. But on the other hand, we wake up every day and we work. We're doing the work. We're sitting here at 11 p.m. right now after 12 hours of, of traveling. We do the work. And... I guess what I want part of like sharing some of our mistakes is just showing that, you know, we're still in the trenches every day, waking up and struggling just like we were when we we were making huge failures five years ago. Yeah. Trying to get something off the ground. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So let's just point out a couple of our failures. Let's point out a couple week. of these things. And the not, first, uh, let's not failure. get too long in the tooth here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let, let me just say the first one that's on this list is dragging 15 people on a 12-hour ride that should have only taken two hours. That was our first one. That's a huge fail. Number two, <laughs> <laughs> not planning in advance for plane tickets. What we're finding, uh, plane tickets are just an example of this type of decision where we're deferring decisions where there's no marginal benefit to not making those decisions. Yeah, you know so I mean? a lot of times like I'll read an email for example, uh, or any decision really, and uh, I'll know exactly what my answer is going to be, but for no apparent reason, I'll decide not to answer that person. Yeah. And I know I know what my answer is because every time I go back and answer that question, I was right 30 seconds after I read it. But for some reason, I deferred. And the reason I deferred was why? We don't know. I don't know either. We're, we're <laughs> apes. We're unevolved, you know, primates. Who knows what the reason is, but, you know, I feel like we're trying to preserve glucose or something or it's scary to make decisions. And there's a there's an element of the unknown there. You know, if you don't make a decision, you don't have to introduce an unknown into your life. But there's a couple problems with this. Number one is, you know, it's 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 so much harder for other people to coordinate with you, like people on your team or people in your life. Like I get flack all the time for not making my travel plans in advance. Um, because people can't coordinate their schedules. Maybe they're not quite as flexible or they got big things going on, right? They've got businesses or whatever. They want to know what my plan is, right? Right. Here's the thing. By delaying that decision in my life, I get no marginal benefit, really. Right. In fact, it actually causes you more stress later on down the line. I knew exactly when I was supposed to leave the Philippines. I didn't book my return ticket. Now they're full up. And know what? Now it's just going to cost me a lot of money and a lot of heartache. I know a couple great entrepreneurs I won't name by name because they're too baller to be named by name. But these people are excellent at making these arbitrary decisions. When you can see that the, the sort of the timing involved is arbitrary for you making a decision, just make it now. Make it now. Make it now. Number two, 
This week I spent too much time doing stuff. This is like a confessional. I spent too much time doing stuff that I didn't have my best energy to do. Yeah, by the way, this episode was really easy to write. It <laughs> took us about two minutes. There's four points. There could have been 40. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday I spent three hours sitting in a cafe working on a schedule that did not get completed. Here's what happens is you sit down to do something and you know you know you've got about five minutes in you, right? So you say, okay, in the last two days, I've mapped out of my head five minutes worth of work. You do those five minutes of work, and then you sit there for three more hours trying to push through the rest of the work. And it's like you've done the conceptual work, and that's what's on the piece of paper, and that only took five minutes. Now you sit there and you try to do more conceptual work while you're sitting in front of your computer. What you really should be doing probably is the conceptual work out away from the computer and then come sit down when you're ready to do the work. That's why I like to walk from cafe to cafe, by the way. What do you think of this theory of, I call it the umbrella theory of productivity? Mr. Magnati, the aforementioned hot money, yes. was telling me that... Call him that, by the way. He likes that. <laughs> we, he was telling me that, you know, if you sit in front of the computer for 12 hours a day, Dan, it doesn't necessarily mean that you get more done. But... Again, what? That might not be the case. It might not always be the case because I kind of have this idea of waiting on my muse like you're not always sometimes you have to like listen to yourself and like what you want to be doing now i don't mean you should stare at your computer all day but sometimes what i'll do is like dedicate a whole day to work where like i might only see some other people for like one or two hours uh-huh. and the rest of the time i'm like walking going to get a coffee um taking some exercise like things like that you know you have to like wait for that inspiration and part of the problem was is like i felt like i needed to do this schedule And so I sat there and I like jammed myself into it, whereas I really should have just waited for the work that that sort of came to me. Right. I think as an entrepreneur, I don't, it's not clear, but there's something there. I wasted three hours yesterday. The schedule isn't even done. That's the punchline. Right. I think a lot of people work like this, myself included. I still work like this. I'm still looking for solutions. One solution that I've heard kind of works for some people is they actually have off days. Now, I don't understand what an off day is. I really don't, don't get that. I mean, maybe an off day is like, when you go ride your motorcycle or something like that. But also we're not like in startup mode kind of guys. We're in like, we're like dudes who just wake up and crack the laptop and have a coffee and then go for a run and then go to the bank and then come back and crap the laptop. You know, crap the laptop. You know what I mean? Like it's not like we're, you know, so intense all day long. No, no, not at all. But it's like a marathon. Yeah, it is a marathon. I think there's probably a more efficient way to arrange your schedule though. Right. But we haven't figured it out. And that's why it's number two on the list. That's right. Number three, doing things that not only I could do, right? Doing things in our business that other people could do. And I think the correlate to that is not taking employee development more seriously. You know, if we're going to like back up our claim that, you know, team building and, and having people that are like you on your team are the ultimate key to productivity, then we ought to focus more of our energy on developing them. I agree 100% developing your employees. So, how you many are really you- good at this actually. When you like actually sit down with employees and like teach them real skills, I feel like I'm kind of worse at this. I kind of like, hey, there's Google. <laughs> right. I'm kind of a jerk. It, it is not good. Well, I think part of it for me is uh, investing in the long term. And, and actually, I mean, I still do things that not only I can do, but I try to do as little of that as possible. And the reason is obviously because that's what's going to push the business forward. Now, um, you know, Taking this seriously, I think, is really important because what happens is you sit down in front of your laptop. I always do this. I sit down and I say, well, I could ship this off to so-and-so, but if I just did it for five minutes here, it could be done and it would probably take me five minutes to delegate. But the problem with that is 
You'll right. do it that first time, you'll do it the second time, and the third time. Whereas if you just took the time the first time to send it off to them, then it would be done. It's so hard. It is hard. It's hard because but it's you're good so at it. You're fishing good at it. when you're good at it. That's the whole thing. You were just talking to Brian at the Tropical MBA. He was talking about how amazing his staff is here, and he doubled down and invested in this staff, and and now he doesn't have to think about it. Yeah. I mean, it's really worth that long-term investment. I love it. All right, number four thing that we messed up this week, and this one, I mean, this isn't an advice podcast, but I, I can, we can point fingers at everybody on this one. It's maintaining your current cash flows or the known quantities instead of breaking new ground, especially when that means within your current cash flows. We, I think this is the number one thing that we screw up pretty often. Actually, we had an internal conversation about just this today. So we're make launching. It ex- go ahead and make it external. Yeah, let's make it external. Uh, go ahead and make it external. Hey, uh, you blew the Alof thing. I'm going to blow this <laughs> off, right? <laughs> so we were talking about our new business, uh, the PortableBarCompany.com. And basically. PortableBarCompany.com. Go yeah. there and. Just buy one. <laughs> we'll link to that. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Is that a good pitch? <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> buy, buy one. <laughs> we'll ship it to you. <laughs> Pre-assembled. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we're working on this new company. And part of the problem for us is that it's not getting a lot of traction. And the reason inside our company is it's not getting a lot of traction is because we're performing quite well at known quantities. And the issue here is that I love how you call it not getting a lot of traction. This is quite this is an understatement. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty happy with it. I mean, it's doing well. It's doing pretty well. But here's the thing: what we, we need is people to, to to someone to work on it. We need people to work on it, but what we're going to have to do, that's a difficult decision, is we're going to have to stop maintaining some of our current cash flows and spend some time right. on the portable bar company. And that's difficult because we're already producing over there. So what we're going to have to do with some of our other companies is we're going to have to 80-20 them. We're going to have to realize what the top, you know, what the top level or what the what the top bit of um, yeah? What are the most like profound tasks that are you know right. the eighty the twenty percent of actions that are creating the eighty percent of the results? Exactly. And and here's okay. So here's what I didn't realize where, what you're on about is that the doubly difficult thing about that is is sort of transmitting that into your team because yeah. it's one thing when it's us. I mean, our team who has real responsibilities and real customer relationships. If you have that vision to like basically uh, trim the rose bush, yeah, and then in the hopes that you're going to create something that's a really hard vision to translate into a team totally hard but it goes back to the point of not just maintaining your cash flows but instead breaking new ground there you go all right well those are four of the 40 that we've made mistakes this week i (laughs) think 40 is an understatement i think number five is making the podcast go too long let's move on (laughs) to just the tips ian i bought a new computer it's an i7 macbook pro probably should have got a retina i think the thing about you know the, the macbook pro for those of you who haven't gone mac it's true you'll never go back um i don't think that's the same i just came up with that okay. saying you know what i would do with this i7 thing ian is i would take out the dvd drive and put in a solid state hard drive because the thing about it is is the processor is so friggin' fast it outruns the hard drive right so you need a solid state hard drive in this puppy to really take advantage of that i7 processor. Um, the biggest letdown is uh, my computer's a year old and it looks just like yours. Yeah, this is the most underwhelming $2,600 I've ever spent in my entire life mm-hmm. because it looks exactly like my two year old computer before. But that said, I got a decent price for my last one and I'm not complaining about it. 
But uh, yeah, you know, they haven't done much with the Mac. So I would go Retina, uh, you know, next generation once it's a little bit cheaper. Because the thing that I'm excited about is the new form factor. Yeah. Because this is, you know, it looks, what, what would you say in, in car terms? It's, it's, it's turning into a Honda Civic. I, just I mean, we're really picky when it comes to tech. You know, things happen fast. Two years ago, it was the darling at the ball. Now it's just like, you know, it's a reliable <laughs> fuel economy thing. I think I'm going to buy a second one. You know, I had a grand my, gra- my grandpa used to love these like Reebok tennis shoes, you know, and he would just go out and buy six of them. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Let me get some white Reebok classics yeah, for this. Exactly one. <laughs> right. With the green. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. If anybody knows where you can pick up a pair of those shoes, by the way. All right. So here's the real quick tip. We're going to point you guys to inltax.typepad. Dot com. That's I-N-T-L taxpad. I-N-T-L tax <laughs> dot type pad dot com. Okay, so uh, this is a, a great blog by the rarest of the the rare. It's like, you know, it's like finding a white leopard. Um, an international tax attorney. Yeah, really interesting stuff here. He posts uh, bulletins. Videos. He posts, he links to all the kinds of other amazing blogs. Just go there, you know, do yourself a favor. Go there and dig in and see what all this... You know, the legalities regarding international corporations and taxation. And one thing I really like what he does is he uh, he links to DOG, DOJ, uh, Department of Justice U.S. updates on tax prosecution. Um, he links to IRS updates in the code and like how they're coming down on rulings. So it's like really cool to like get your sort of like the beat of what's happening in international tax law. So that's inaltax.typepad.com. Well, you know, I think I'm just going to do a... A, a spindle into into bed. I mean, it's it's been an epic day here at the Tropical NBA. Tomorrow we epic. kick kick things off. We got close to twenty people here in Puerto Galera. It's gonna be an ex- it's gonna be an amazing two weeks. I can't wait. Yeah, buddy, we'll send an update next week. By the way, how about the smart group of people that came out for this kind of thing? Man, these, I was I was uh, sitting with these guys in the in the jeep coming over here, and I was saying, why? What am I? What are you guys? Am I, why aren't? <laughs> Aren't you guys running a conference? I mean, it's really mind-blowing. So anyway, you know, thank you for the LBP community in general for supporting this concept of the Tropic MBA. It's been pretty magical, and we'll we'll try to bring it, make it a little bit broader, more available for more people pretty soon. Yeah, in the coming months. Yeah, all right. We're going to play you out today uh, with, you know, one of my my best friends has this song called Faceless Crowd. Uh, this is Jeff and his band East of Sweden. They've got a new record coming out. And uh, if you go to the lifestylebusinesspodcast.com under this episode, number 114, you can like their Facebook page and listen to all their tracks for free. That's East of Sweden. And that is the podcast. We'll see you next Thursday morning. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't be shy. We've got a mailing list, Lifestyle Business Podcast. Go there, get yourself signed up, and we'll keep you up to date on everything we do.
Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Dude, you know what we should do? A yeah, buddy chorus. Could we harmonize? We could try. Yeah, buddy. Jesus. Okay, fine. Bye, Jess, and love